Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. Why take three? does it take us so long <laughs> lately Lately to get on here? Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was just saying is that we, we're actually here. We're actually here. We actually hang out quite a bit. But when you set up a microphone and laptop and get the We time, were actually already earlier and my forgot my charger and we had 11%. We're so. such amateurs. Yeah. After the meeting the other night. And that was a good meeting too. Good Gosh, air piece so good. It's a good life. It it's is good. a good life. It's good to be a part of uh, the building of the kingdom. Um, so let's just get into some news. I got some articles. I know you are not on social media anymore. So I'm off, man. I'm not even going to ask you if you have any news. Nope. I never had it before. But, I know, but, but, I, I, but I had hoped. That but you... I'd argue with people over news, <laughs> but I didn't actually have any articles. So I'm going to read some news, get your opinion on it. Uh, first news is... I didn't even post this on there, but no more Boy Scouts of America. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that one. I we read talked that. about... I read the church's article because you we said... We didn't talk about it on the podcast, though. No, 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 we didn't. So, okay, but so that's a big thing. We've talked, like, a year ago, we mentioned... That uh, it could happen. Could right? happen. And, and now they announced. And, and it's over at the end of 19 or end of this year? Uh, it'll be 20... Uh, I don't know. It's like on one this. full year. Uh, my son it just got Life Scout last night. So he only has to do his Eagle Project, okay. and well, he will probably be the last generation in our area that'll probably get it. Um, but he's stoked to get it. So. And the church then followed up with that announcement saying they have their own program they're going to be releasing here pretty soon. Yeah, I, and I was on a camp out. Yeah, we were on that camp out, father-son, right? We were talking about the, yeah. The, yeah. Like the, the man. Uh, someone's going to copy this, but if you do, go for it. Otherwise, I probably won't have time to do it. Yeah. The, the, I don't know what to call it. So yeah. Oh, yeah, we had this discussion the, with the brother. I almost said to call it the man card program. So, like, you get issued a man card. <laughs> and, and and it's like you got to change a tire on a car, change the oil. Change the oil. You got to... Tie a good, decent knot. Tie some knots. Got to have some knife knots in there for sure. Probably go dove hunting once and skin Got to hunt. Like you got to hunt and hunt clean fish. an animal. And eat, eat what yeah, you eat hunt. whatever you hunt. Yep. Um... We, we had a fun time with the so to come up with all these. So my boy, with his buddies, like every time I get together to take a surf over, they, they add something else to it. Like they think I'm serious. Yeah. They, <laughs> Dad, like, okay, so we thought about Yeah, this. they do. Every time it's like, oh, hey, we got one more see, to add to it. it. That just proves that the youth does want a camp like this. They, it's they just want, a bummer that obviously Boy Scouts of America is not owned by us, so therefore they've changed over the times. Mm-hmm. So there's some really cool things. I added a new one last night to him. I said, what do you guys think of this? Because the guy on the news, it's like thirty years old, getting getting sued to get move out of his parents' house. You seen that? In no, the news? no. What's happening? <laughs> they had to go to court to, to get, get him this out guy of the squatter to, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah their own son's a squatter in their oh. house. No job, no nothing. Which is more than we like. I mean, not the suing part, but the actual getting your kids out, the like sons in right. general. So I said, okay, you you get you have to eighteen to do all these things that we've been joking yeah, about yeah, like yeah. doing. I'm like, but. I give you two years after college, then you got to be living on your own and be 100% self-sufficient. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, for sure. 
So <laughs> otherwise, you get your man card taken. Someone goes to your house and pulls the man card away from you. Gosh, that's a great idea. All right, so if anyone really creative and has a lot of extra time, we don't have enough time to actually. And then I mean, and this goes in. I mean, because we also know about Girl Scouts, and I know they didn't talk about this, but there should be a women's program like that too, right? Teaching our young ladies like how to. I mean, I know we got Relief Society and Young Women's, but they. I don't know. Anyways, the church wasn't involved in the Girl Scouts. No, no, the so young women's recognition and uh, okay, so the church wasn't involved. They, in that, no, not with Girl Scouts. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I, it's it's crazy because when I see my grandpa's a big believer, non-member believer in the Boy Scouts, he loves how he loved learning the church. He's like, listen, Scouts wouldn't be here without your church, blah blah. But he agrees that um, that uh, obviously it's changed. And when I when he shows me, he has like these collector's items, like Scout books. I'm like, man. If the scouting was like that, I'd want to be a part yeah, of it. Like yeah. they're out there shooting and hunting. Well, and you didn't hiking. see this on social media, but the the most the the big scout jamboree thing. I don't know where it's at when it's at. They're now mandating they need to have condoms there. Wow. <laughs> Has there been backlash on social media for this? Like people saying churches are boy, uh, bigots. Uh, the uh, I have, have not. No. I try to stay away from the. Uh, I know, but I'm, I'm sure there's okay. people. There's some liberals. I'm sure there are. Um, see, look at them. Look at uh, them. Being, I haven't seen it, but no. I haven't hunted for it either. Cool. Um, Maybe I don't even think society cares about scouting that much anymore. I think they're like. I like think, liberals in general. I think some are Not just liberals, excited like that institution because it's anti-church. so gender specific. And I shouldn't like say liberal. Have, I mean like anti-church type yeah. conservatism. Anti-conservative. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, Next I don't want to offend any listeners here. We're a safe space. Yeah, not a, not that wasn't you didn't mean that on a political Not at all. Yeah. I just meant that in giant generalizations that yes. you're not supposed to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This guy, uh, and this comes from, uh, I think, on the right side of the political spectrum, Daily Wire, but this this article said, parents, get your kids off Snapchat, Ooh. and then get them off social media altogether. Oh, yeah. You like that one, don't you? I love it. I love it. So let me read a couple, get your opinion. It should have been a wake-up call for all of us okay. when former Facebook executive declared that he won't let his own kids use social media. Oh. A sentiment shared by the CEO of Apple. Oh. It seems like... A bit like a cook in a restaurant warning you Not to eat that the food. he should never eat his food. <laughs> Don't feed this food to your children. Oh. But it's at his own restaurant. Wow. That's good. Um, and then uh, the, the next thing is, and I didn't know this, I got to tell my, talk to my, my That is, when you kids. stop and think about that, it, it, just the analogy of the restaurant. If this was any other type of field like that, like a restaurant, like... People or would be up product, like I'm making product, like, this car, but my but kids. But by the way, my kids are. It's never safe enough to put my kids in that car. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they would never sell. They go bankrupt. Right. Crazy. We're addicted as a society. Go on. So Snapchat, mm-hmm. which is the most popular social media app for kids, yeah, is Snap. adding a section called "quote After Dark" channel oh, that will be dedicated exclusively to pornographic content. No, it's not. And all serious? things quote. Hot and horny, as the channel advertises. Send me, send me that so I can send it to some people, huh? because they love Snapchat. It's on, it's on our Facebook already, page. Oh, I'm just but kidding. I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Send me the link to I'll send you the link. Okay. Wow. Well, obviously, I've been off now 30 days, a little yeah. over, and mm-hmm. it's been great. What I've noticed is, and you may not realize this, and I've kind of realized because I have high school students I yeah. work with on the day my daily thing, they don't need, they don't text. They only communicate through Snapchat. They use Snapchat to see all the pictures of what Kim Kardashian's doing, all that crap, but that's how they communicate. Yep, my wife is doing it actually, even though she's 32, uh, shamely. She, she's using um, the new app called... Um, Group Me? 
No, it's a video thing. It's um, it's like Snapchat. It's uh, a new form of Snapchat. And her, I'm like over there listening. I'm like, what are you listening to? That sounds. It sounds like she's watching a movie, but it's one of her friends, and that's all they do is send videos back and forth. They don't text anymore. That's her and her one buddy. That's wow. what she said. video each other. So if she's 32, these kids, that's for yeah. sure all they're doing. So Which is scary because then obviously you can slip in some, some, some other inappropriate stuff in there. Right. Well, that's, I think that's happening. So let me read this last thing. We'll move on to another article. But there is no reason to single out this one form of social media, meaning Snapchat. Yeah. Studies have consistently shown that all social media is detrimental to a child's happiness and well-being. The recent, and these are all links. And I love how they say child as if adults are immune to it, but go on. Right. The recent increases in depression and suicidal thoughts speak to this. Indeed, kids who spend more than three hours a day on these sites are twice as likely to develop mental health issues. And three hours a day, it is not very high, which is not a very high watermark for kids. They are already spending nine hours a day staring at screens. It seems likely that at least a third of that time would be allotted to social media, which naturally breeds compulsion and is therefore extremely difficult for anyone, least of all kids, to self-regulate. I assume you're I'm, on board with everything that I'm, said. I'm 31 years old, and you could have might as well said an adult not agree with right. it. I would have been like, yep, I was. I was way more impulsive. I purchased more things. As soon as they started adding ads, I started buying what was being put in front of me mm-hmm. and like, and uh, with no control. And, you know, obviously I have some self-control. I got off drugs and alcohol and all the other stuff. So, but yet, you know, that social media, you're dumbed down. You're numbed. You're numbed. That's what you'd... Uh, Mind-numbing. Um, your zero <coughs> use of it has limited mind, so we don't post that much on our social media. Mm-hmm. For the <laughs> just listen to the podcast. Um, you know, I've timed it perfectly. Uh, general conference talks are the exact amount of time for when I leave my house to when I pull up to work every morning. Yeah, 15, 17 minutes. Yeah, it's like yeah. perfect. It's like a perfect commute. So I'm a fan of the 15 to 30 but, minute commute. But so this is good to say for those of you who are listening that you you like the last podcast. I know we got a lot of comments, a lot of local people that we know, like, you know, shot text messages and been talking to me after meeting saying that last one on when you just got honest about this, that and the other. It's been it's been mind blowing. And I said, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I just had a brain fog. Um, what was I saying? They said that. Is this the drug effect kicking in? Am I allowed to make that joke? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Brain dead. Oh, my gosh. Usually this happens when it comes to memory. We were talking about commuting and listening oh, to Oh, commuting. Oh, yes. Then? Taking out. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I didn't. Okay, first, the first three or four days after I made the podcast, like, it was still like you grab your phone like you want to do something, and you're like, oh, wait, dude. Because I, I, before... The, any bore, any downtime. Yeah, you naturally want to go create something else, like uh, you want to go to a, a game or this, that, and you know, I don't even play games, but this time I'm like, no, I'm going to listen to a talk, or I'm going to download a book, or I'm going to read the scriptures online and pre- you know, on the app and press play. And so I've been doing that just as much. So I've been probably, for the first time since my mission, putting in... That normal three or four hours that I would to social media throughout the day, not all at once. I'm not sitting there for four hours unless it's late at night, which that did happen. But I'm talking about throughout the day, 15 minutes. Think how many 15 minutes adds up, right? Like yeah. you're standing on your drive. So instead of listening to a mindless podcast that talk, not like ours, but one that's not talking about anything <laughs> spiritual, um, I press play on a talk, a, a spiritual uplifted book written usually about the church or some type of gospel principle, and then order the scriptures. And I think I've calculated... If in the last 30 days, let's just do this. If I was spending four hours a day on social media, four times, it's been about 35 days now. That means I put in 140 hours of scripture. Think of what you gospel. Can, yeah. yeah. And no, so when I've been telling people I've had this amazing month, well, that's why. 140 hours I was putting into 
nothing, and now it's being put into nothing my spirit. Nothing and maybe detrimental spiritual, or For sure even either could have been neutral, or it's either new. It's yeah, it's never good, so it's neutral. I mean, you can do good, right? Mm-hmm. I felt the spirit. I told you that when I when I got rid of it, I felt the spirit say, "Hey, you can do a lot of good." However, the majority of us need to be honest with ourselves and say, "Am I am I avoiding something in the present?" from being on here and what am I avoiding if so usually it is I heard a, not to put someone on blast but I heard someone recently um, say that they're not as spiritual as they were when they first finished the 12 steps and they're kind of in this funk but then this person then said just like I used to say well but I do know it's because I'm not taking the time to read my script I'm not well I promise you I was the same way for the last five and a half years if you can eliminate by eliminating the option like wait 31 flavors. I know I'm going all over the place, but 31 flavors. The reason why um, it kind of got taken over by all these small little joints is because the less they've actually proven this in sales, the less options you give, the more likely someone is to make a decision and just pick. When I got 31 flavors to pick from, I go, yeah. oh, man. I'm. It's in and, and, out, it's in and out burgers it, it, model. Yes, in and out. Yeah, four mm-hmm. items, all the same, yeah. boom, 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 right? So what I'm getting at, and you say, well, how does that relate to my personal life and, and self-mastery? Well, if you limit the options of what you're going to spend your day with, because you only got 24 hours and we're asleep for eight to 10 of those, if you're, if you're like my wife, if you're like, you know, me, it's five hours, but you got to, you got to, you know, and you got an eight hour day for work, what on your kids, you got to, you got really, you got probably four or five hours a day, four or five hours a day that are yours, especially if you have a family and a job. So in those four or five hours, if you have a bunch of options, I'm sorry. If you're like me, you're going to go to the most self-gratifying, instantaneous, I shouldn't say self, instant gratification, which is social media. When you break it down like that, it's a no-brainer. Do you remember getting magazine subscriptions? Yeah. Like Surfer? Yeah, Surfer, yeah. yeah. Like, remember how exciting it was so exciting. when it came in the mail? Yes. And, like, you had to go look at it right then. All of them. And you want to get through every you flip picture. through every yeah. picture. First you flip through it fast, then you go back and read through it. Right. But now it's a magazine that's constantly updating on your phone. So, yeah, I, I get it. There's no end to the magazine. Right. There's no it's end. never end. It, was, it would be like... Every time you refresh it, there's a new thing popping up. And, and that's what I would do. I remember there, I had looked so deep into the Explore page just because it's like it's like people watching on steroids, right? You're just looking at all these other people's lives. And then you... But then I would, I would go through the entire thing to go back and refresh it like three times just to get a whole new batch of... <laughs> random people exactly. that I'm not learning anything about besides just, uh, you know, sometimes, and most women and men have reported that they, they shame themselves based upon the life that they're seeing. I did learn how to street legalize my dirt bike, though. This- I learned how to stipple my Glock. So <laughs> I, I, I get it. There's, there can be some information there. And see, that's where we usually hook ourselves in Justify there. it with Justify that. it. But what I've been doing now, like I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with motorcycles at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I do go and I limit myself to have at least 30 minutes a day where I can go on YouTube and learn new things. But dude, around So you set a time. You're yeah. like, I have 30 minutes. Well, I kind of—it's kind of in my brain. Anything okay. over thirty minutes, I start to feel that void come back. Okay, that self void that comes back. So back on the twelve steps yeah. and like the drain after, because yeah. uh, one of the things that I think I heard you say it's a lot in our meetings is work your recovery as hard as you worked on your addiction. Like yeah, hunting shame. after the, the drug or whatever you did, your obsession of getting high or acting out or whatever that totally. thought, the lengths that we would do to length- get high. So initially in recovery, there's all that effort to, to stay sober yeah. and to work the steps. And then there's probably a certain point where I don't have to put that much effort in. Yeah, because you've, you've achieved, you know, you've had But then you start, within that void, doesn't get filled up with something spiritual. You have to fill, you have to fill the void. And it's not, this, I've heard the, yeah, you have to fill it with something else. It, otherwise, I mean, I heard someone last night say they had four, you know, four something years, three years you know, whatever sobriety, but, but yet this person is still not, they're not, they're not feeling the spirit every day. 
That's a shame. That's how I was. All right. Headline next article. Have to be that way. No amount of alcohol, comma, sausage or bacon is safe according to cancer experts. Don't say that about bacon. <laughs> I love but me some that, hog. No, that's, I love me some uh, hog. But let me, let me read deeper because that was the headline. All right. No amount of alcohol is safe according to even small amounts of processed meats yes, and processed booze soap, yeah. increase. So it's processed meats. That's different than non-processed, right? Yeah. Can you, can you non-process pork? Uh, like, maybe like pork chops. But like yeah. bacon, is that, is that processed? Uh, yeah. It is? It, it, well, the, the process it, of, of cutting it off and storing it. Well, process, I think, is additives they add to it. Yeah, is you can get, yeah. Raw the more bacon? expensive you, yeah, the more, the more, the less preservatives, the more expensive it is, which we do. We drop like 15 bucks for the thing of bacon. And, and we had a... Versus uh, 3.99 for the whatever. Internally amongst our friend group, there was a, a small little debate over texting about eating veganism, vegetarian, meat, no meat, right? Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a topic that people are quite passionate and, about. And I think because people are, they're making the mass assumption that when we say we eat meat, we're talking about the cheapest. Of the, no, I don't eat Wendy's anymore. Sorry, like you can't ca- you can't categorize me in there. I'm sorry, I don't go. I mean, if you're on the road, yes, there is a 10% of my week's diet that may not be controlled meat, but for the most part, it's what I'm dropping three, four hundred dollars at Sprouts once a week for vegetables because they're organic and meat. So three, four hundred bucks a week. I know it's expensive, but it's worth it in my eyes to put control what you're putting in your body because it leads to the spirituality as well. I really feel that way. The uh, well, I, when I was eating cheap meat, is what I'm saying. I, but hasn't the Lord given laws of health like back in Moses? Yeah, law of Moses, how to prepare meats, how to cook it. We have the word of wisdom, right? So, yeah, we, I, f- I feel like us as a church as a whole. I remember joining the church, and I've said this to you before that like we put so much emphasis on the, the, the tobacco, coffee, tea thing, which is we should, right? And drugs, but not enough. In fact, I would, I would say a blanket statement of I think it's getting better. But if we go to Mass America, it's for sure not. Maybe in places like South Orange County and, you, you know, where the health people are, that, you know, Utah's got a good big health kick. But I'm saying most Americans and then you well, know, American Mormons well, definitely look at, don't. Look at obesity, right. obesity rates across the United States. For sure. And they don't members that. of the church are not immune to it. No, yeah. we're not immune in the slightest. And, and fact, they go, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. So that I'm healthy. I'm living the word of wisdom. But these casseroles that are full of what Freaking cream of whatever. Processed and desserts, sugar. Go to any church tea. event. How much desserts are there? How, it's all white flour <laughs> and it's all sugar, man. It's all white flour. It's all sugar. And it's all cheese, man. And it's just a bummer. Imagine the elevation of spirituality we could we could achieve. Now you can't only do that; you got to have it all. But I'm just saying. But eating clean. Eating clean has led to a higher. I th- I feel like what I'm what I'm experiencing over the last few days or whatever weeks of the spirituality has also come because I've laid a foundation of of physical diet as well. I, I also the big point can't read the headlines because it dives in deeper because they 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 do reiterate over and over that no uh, no level of alcohol consumption, uh, so even small amounts of alcohol drinks can increase the risk of some cancers. So that's been clear. And then it does talk about more about processed meat and the fact of cutting down on steaks and red meat um, can reduce the risk of bowel cancer. So it kind of, you read the word of wisdom as it actually is in meat sparingly. And in times of season, I think referred to not a lot of it's not processed. You don't have to put preservatives in it to so that store it, it all year. To store it all year and, and produce it all year. Yeah, and then there's also things that haven't. You got to take into factor when they did these tests. We don't know the study, but a lot of times when they say 
they give they take a substance they give someone like a test case they give them a bunch of meat or whatever and they say well their their risk of heart went up based upon whatever levels of cholesterol but they're also not taking in fact what are they eating with that red meat right right are they or, also having a okay when you get the cheeseburger and you get the bun and the fries I'm telling right. you you're right you're definitely that red meat is no longer healthy for you because they've yeah. actually proven this um, that the that the red meat with starches with the flour with the sugar and the processed sugar that's what can lead to very dangerous levels of cholesterol and are not even cholesterol the bad cholesterol um and and lead to the to the disease but now if you're having whole you know like i'm talking like organic you know grass-fed red meat with vegetables i'm telling you right now if you don't sprinkle cheese on that you're gonna feel amazing afterwards and and i think you need to follow the way you feel as well and like i said on the thread that text thread for me, I found fruit people because you also find people say fruit's bad for you. Well, that's bull crap. If it's not canned, then it's not good for you. If it's off the tree, it's good. Yeah. Okay. And if you have fruit, and if I have vegetables, and if I have good meats that are clean, man, I feel great. What when I mean, start adding what in, is, what is a clean meat? Because um, that's actually so that's a good point. So grass fed, you know, talking about like not the preservatives because some some mass farming, which I think we're all starting to yield to and change our ways anyways as a as a like as a people, but. Um, a lot of people places aren't, you know. If you go, if I'm standing in the grocery store and it's a regular grocery store, not a, like special Whole Foods or whatever, you go to a grocery store. If one steak is four dollars and the other one's twenty, the average American is going to go towards the four dollar steak, right? Because it's four dollars. You got a whole family to feed, blah blah blah. But the, there's a reason why that steak is four dollars versus twenty. The 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 mass producing of that steak and what they're feeding those cows in order to plump them up, you know, and slaughter them down in the masses. They've just, it's not good. All right, the last thing, let's see, we have time on our this budget. turned into a diet podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, is yeah. our uh, listenership, do you know where? I have no the idea. The last 30 days, the country outside the United States with the most listeners? No. Uh, Afghanistan. Jamaica. Stop Jamaica it. Jamaica, mom. No way. Yeah. What and then Canada, trip. then UK, Australia, South Africa, Mexico, Hungary, Japan, Costa Rica, Egypt, Denmark, Jamaica. Indonesia, Germany, Bahamas, Trinidad, Tobago. Not just Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. And then Marshall Islands, Spain, Bulgaria, Ireland, Brazil, Romania, Italy, blah, blah, blah Ukraine. Um, a few there. So that's kind of blowing my mind. Jamaica, man, send us a message. I want to hear about you in Jamaica. Um, what about cities? What would you think the, the highest city is in the last 30 days? Chicago. We've actually broached Shrana. the Salt Lake City now. Ooh. So for a long time, it was, Salt Lake wasn't really Salt involved. Lake wasn't on. But I think uh, we're we're now Salt Lake City is our most listened to city. No way. Followed by Los Angeles. Whoa. Which does not include because we do have Laguna Niguel as far as we have some local listeners. Yeah, of course. Um, Ames, Iowa is up there. Ames, Iowa, sweet. I A is Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my grandma grandpa was born there. All right, cool. So that's interesting. Well, keep listening. Uh, Keep sharing. King, uh, by the way, it looks like not just there's a few different towns in Jamaica, Kingston and Portmore. No way. Yeah, Kingston, so it's not, so it's not, Oh, not not. I love Jamaican music. I love the reggae. Me love the reggae, man. All right, so we're going to cut off this news. We're going to listen it. to your share. I think it's your share, Step 11. Do you like Step 11? I like Step 11. I like reggae. Wait, what? All right, well, okay. let's hear your Step 11 share, and then let's uh, ask the addict. They got some questions. Boom, the man. Grateful to be here. I'm grateful to see all of you guys here. Uh, step 11 is is pretty important. Uh, you know, if you would have told me like 
prayer and meditation were going to keep me sober, I would have like walked out the door on my first day. Um, because I had a problem, I couldn't stop. You know, I couldn't get to the point where I could calm down my mind enough to where I could actually get on my knees and say a cohesive sentence, let alone a prayer to the Lord. Um, you know, and it's funny, you know, I was thinking, I, I woke up early this morning and I was thinking like about the spiritual malady that we, that addicts suffer from. And, and what is that exactly, you know? And, and it's not that we're broken spiritually. It's just that we've been doing stuff for so long that we've been cut off from the Lord. And I was reading in this, um, of some symptoms of, of, a of being kind of cut off um, in and having that spiritual malady. And it says, not being able to make a living, having feelings of usefulness, being full of fear, unhappiness, self-will run riot, leading a double life, living like a tornado, um, being prey to misery and depression. Like those are all the symptoms of a spiritual malady. And, and then it says like, you know, ways on how to overcome that block that you're, you know, you have. And it, and it could be, you know, have you taken another person through the steps? Have you worked the steps yourself? Um, is there a restitution that you're not willing to make? Um, you know, are you willing to do steps 10 and 11 on a daily basis? And, you know, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, you know, whether you're on step 11 or not, you know, we have to constantly rely on the Lord um, to get through this. We cannot do it on our own. But, but as an addict, you know, my self-will, you know, constantly is battling me. Um, I no longer have that inner war in my head. Now it's like small and subtle things that are kind of like disrupting that I don't necessarily see throughout my day that can cause a stumbling block later on. Um, and if I'm not like constantly feasting upon the, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and reading scriptures and listening to, to conference talks and helping other people, I can get caught up in that really quick. And it wasn't that long ago that I found myself, you know, on Christmas Eve and I tore apart my whole house. On Christmas Day, I woke up in the morning out of a blackout and I ripped apart my entire house. The presents were open because I opened them because I was paranoid that someone was listening. And um, my house was flooded. Pictures were off the wall. TV is broken. You know, and that was my best thinking. Every idea that I had led me to that moment and that moment sucked so bad. I felt worthless and I didn't feel like anyone cared about me because my family was gone. My wife had left me and I didn't know what else to do. But I looked up to God and I said a simple prayer, help me. And, you know, a few, few days later, God put someone in my life where you know, I was able to go to, to treatment to get help for what I was suffering from, that spiritual condition, that block that was blocking me from the light of, of the Lord. And, um, you know, when you're in a, your addiction, you can't really see that. Um, I couldn't for sure. I mean, I knew that God always existed, but, but to feel his love and to have the spirit with me to make, you know, those choices that I needed to, you know, I couldn't do that while I was putting stuff in my body or looking at things that I shouldn't. And I'm, I'm grateful that I have step 11, you know, um, because that helps keep me grounded. That helps me stay out of my way. You know, when I give it to God, and I, and I, I always hate it when I say, I'm, oh, just give it to God. It's going to be okay. Just give it to him. You know, it's, I, I feel like 
I'm a man. I should be able to get, you know, control this on my own. Why can't I do that? Why are you telling me to give it to God when, when I'm struggling inside? You don't know how I feel. Like, I'm completely different. And um, bottom line is addiction is addiction. We're all the same when it comes to it. You know, whether we look at pornography, whether we're using drugs or drinking alcohol, whatever our addiction is, it's the same behaviors, the same symptoms, the same characteristics, the same feelings of selfishness, self-centeredness, depression, anxiety, all that goes along with addiction. We all feel those things similarly. And um, these steps have helped me come out of that. You know, I no longer experience those unhappy moments or, you know, oh, crap, did I... Did I say this lie? What, what did I say? I don't remember. I got to tell them something, and then I got to say a lie. And I know I don't remember what I said, and then they come at me again, and like, they know I'm lying. It, it's just like the, the insanity of that. It's insane. You know, and, and to come from a thought process like that, that's where I, my addiction took me, it's, it's just night and day. You know, today I'm able to go to bed and not have to worry about what I said to other people. Because I'm constantly monitoring, I'm constantly seeking the Lord's will for, for me and seeking his guidance in everything that I do. You know, I didn't like the steps. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think they were going to help me. I've been through them before. I had 15 years sober. What's this going to do? What I didn't know is going to bring me closer to Heavenly Father after I did them. And it was... It, they were able to bring me closer to you guys to see through your eyes how you guys are suffering and to see me in your stories. And when we share these stories, you know, we strengthen each other because little by little, we take little bitty blocks off of our, our chest, you know, that we've been carrying around for years. And it makes it a little bit easier to deal with. And it makes next week easier you know, and as we constantly give it to the Lord and share our experience, our faith, and our hope, we will be strengthened. And that I know. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Jay, uh, will there ever be a time when that will sound like too harsh, like I don't want to be called an addict? Um, I've actually been thinking about that lately. There are some members that say they're an addict in recovery, and I like the distinction because it shows that if you're a newbie, like you're coming, you're like, oh, man, I'm a full-blown addict, and I can't control myself. But when this guy shares, he said he's an addict in recovery. Well, I want recovery. Yeah. So I see, I see some benefits there. I used to say it back in San Clemente before we started our own, or not our own, but like we got Laguna Miguel started. I used to actually say that and follow it in James' footsteps and say I'm an addict in recovery. But sometimes when I said it, I felt like I was trying to be braggadocious. Like it, I'm better than you, they're saying. Like I'm in recovery. You guys are addict, addict. Addict. But, but, active. But. Which is funny because I felt that way. But like if it was after a meeting, I would have no problem telling that to someone. Like if, if they were still using it, I'm like, well, you're the dude, you're, you know what I mean? I would be way harsh. So, but in the meeting setting, uh, I, we've talked about it a hundred times, but part of me, you know, I'm, I'm feeling now, it's like I do, there is a time where it's not necessarily. 
because obviously there's a big benefit also for to keep you sober for the rest of your life is to keep that ego down. But there is something to be said that the atonement comes in and changes your life because I don't feel the desire to use drugs and alcohol. And I don't feel like it's a... In AA, they would then go one day at a time or knock on wood or yeah. all this other stuff. Well, no, that's that's not the problem of the laws. You're, gri- you're not gripping on a, no. at this stage. No. Um, so I, do, do you, but I also see that you, when not you AA, use it, right? like, hey, Jay the Addict, Jay the Addict, you're using it because... To, to help other people. Yeah, yeah. And so... It's like the thing we talked about. You're putting it out there so that people can go... So, oh, oh well, this guy, like, he seems extremely normal, and he's saying he's in a, he's been there. It's, it, yeah. they, they look at it as the way we're saying. It's like, I'm sure there we there's a, probably a percentage of people that go, um, well, he, he's that addict guy. Um, and then there's... But the majority, because we've met so many of them, we've talked to them in the wards locally, they, like... They look at it as like, man, if my kid ever has an issue, I know I can for sure send him his way, and he, he you know, he can real talk him like I can. Do you think? Uh, hopefully, this goes where I <laughs> wanted to go. This next question, okay. because uh, there's a lot of talk of like, there's the website mormonandgay.com, yeah, and even uh, so, so coming out as gay, yep, does not necessarily mean I'm participating in a gay sexual relationship. Yeah. Or acting out on it. Means you have same sex attraction. Means you have same attraction. Yeah. But other people, when they say it or they hear it, like I'm gay means no, I'm gay and I'm acting out. Yeah. And yeah, here I'm an addict. It's, like addict. it's like I'm an addict. There so is, there are is you an addict that's particip- like active in your that's addiction? Where, that's where I think saying the I'm not saying they're the same, but an analogy. But kind there. of, no, I see which I see the connection, and that's why I said I don't think there's any harm in saying I'm an addict in recovery. So like you'd say I have same sex attraction. Um, and I'm in well, recovery. That's what Tristan said. The the gay RM. I'm in recovery. Uh, no, same sex attraction was the term he he liked to use. Yeah, because gay is like labeling yourself as like I'm a gay person, meaning like I'm following in that practice and I'm not. But I'm just saying, no one knows what it means. Like, there's totally. not a define like. Well, it's just like an addict. When when some yeah. people for sure say, "Hey, I'm jamming." If 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 you were yeah. a newbie and you're not an addict, but you're coming to maybe help a loved one, and they're not yeah. there, and you I just, just meet you, and you're like, "Oh, Jay," and you're like, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, an "Yeah, I'm an addict." They'd be like, "Oh, wait, so are what, you? What so are you doing right so now? Yeah, what are you using? Because you look really normal. Like, yeah. you, or you you don't look high. <laughs> uh, that's why. I, so like, yeah, because yeah, I know. I, I I think maybe saying that the addict in recovery, or you know, I was addicted. Once again, this is where the line gets. There's a lot. There's people that feel two different ways, and I used to feel one way about it, and I'm starting to change. You know, I used to hold on to the AA mentality a lot harder, but now I'm starting to realize that this is not AA at all, and it was inspired from AA. We took the steps from AA, but kind of like the you know Christianity and then the Restoration, right? There was a bunch of Christian churches out there Mm -hmm. preaching Christ and repentance, but then when Joseph Smith got the fullness then things were done a lot differently and said a lot differently, and we actually had to commit ordinances. What I'm getting at is that, once again, going back to the attic, there are, like the A mentality is to always say one day at a time, to never count, and this, that, and the other. But I think there, it's like Alma, the younger one, he's like talking about like change, and I think you can, I don't know. What I'm saying is I don't know if there's anything wrong with being, being proud of what the Lord has changed in your life and then sharing that with other people not in a detrimental way, but like by saying, like, I was this, I am no longer this anymore. Because that's what scrip- I say. Aren't in the, the scriptures all about that? That's exactly. all stories about that. Look I know, but if I were to, if we were to have some yeah. people here, like, not like even Xander, like, if we were here, like, because he's, he's definitely on that, that note of the AA, we've had this discussion because, you know, you know, there's two ways to look at it. The AA would say, 
you're always an addict. You're never going to be cured. And I get that. You're never cured. Like, I can never put drugs. But that's but that would be the same even if I wasn't an addict, right? You shouldn't put drugs in your life. So Well, but you would... I know just in our own personalities, the the they would obsession me. of certain things. Like, yeah. I could have an ice cream sandwich and and put half of it down, and, you might, and you're more likely, like, I want to have two thing. sandwiches. Yeah. No, no, I, um, I get it. So that's where, you you know, by, by stating you're an addict out loud, obviously we know helps connect I, with the newcomer and also keeps you a little humble yourself. But more so, it's I think nowadays for me, it's more connecting with the newcomer. I guess what you're trying to say too is it's it's many things. It's not just one. It's we many can't, things. And, can't, you and, can't just put it all in one category. And but I do believe in the philosophy. I do believe that the this uh, the analogy that they gave at the young men and women's camp they had pretty recently, right? They said the guy gave the analogy of the wood and sin hammers a hole with the nail and. And they ask the kids, okay, so when you take the nail out, you take the, the sin out of the board, you know, you have a hole. The atonement does this, right? And the guy patched the hole up and he sanded it down. He said, right? And he showed them the board and it was all patched up. And they said, yeah, that's what the atonement does. He goes, no. And he threw the piece of wood down. And he said, this is what the atonement does. And he pulled out a fresh piece, a fresh of, wood. piece of wood. See, and, and see, the more I'm 140 hours this last month of putting into like atonement mm -hmm. talks and stuff, I'm starting to realize that that's what's happened to me. That's what's happened to all of us that are get recovery. You know, we hold on sometimes too much to the, you know, it, like. Do you saying like I'm gonna use as an excuse? The talk of Clean Skousen about the atonement. He talks about this at the end. So what's her name? Shared in our word. I think I sent it to you in, in our thread, but. Um, he talks about this. The miracle is not the atonement. The atonement is that's like a law. Like it, 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 there were real elements involved that are commanded by. I don't know. It's going deep into doctrine, but I just I feel like uh, you can be healed in a sense. But yes. That does that give you a license to go back? No, of course not. Like if I ever touch drugs again, I'll die. Like I'll go right back to where I was in two seconds. And so I'm not saying I'm immune. Yourself, yeah. I'm not immune. But I'm, uh, you are healed by the atonement. How, but there's about, a, how about this analogy with that? It's like skin cancer. If I get skin cancer, yeah. I'm more susceptible to skin cancer. Yeah. And I better put but, sunblock but on more than you. But it's, it's in remission. But I'm much more susceptible. I'm yeah. much more. I, I got concussions. So what I'm saying. I'm much more yeah, susceptible to concussions because I've had two. Yeah. And so I fact. have to be extra careful. I don't have a concussion now. Well, it's kind of like an addict or but, whatever. Yeah. But I got to wear a helmet. I told my. I won't wakeboard anymore. Yeah. Right? Like I do things. these things that I can't do because the risk. It's so much greater. Losing it, yeah, afterwards. No, and I think that's the way because there is real superstition that this thing is magic. You know, like, I because I <laughs> go to an AA meeting and watch when someone gets, they talk about their time, or even when they come to the meeting sometimes, they'll say the amount of years or months and they'll say one day at a time after. Mm -hmm. That's almost, that's oh, the... Superstition. That's a, that's the equivalent of saying knock on wood, in my opinion. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Of course it's one day at a time. You don't need to state that. But I also, th sometimes, because I know people have said it, is... Almost a humble part, so the person sitting next to him who's got two days or two weeks, who's freaking struggling like crazy, so they realize, look, brother, like we all struggle. Like I'm not so much better than yeah. you that I, I can still For relate sure. to you. It's so much. So that's what I say. There's so much. There's there's ten different things. So yeah. So you it know, can't it can't be taken as face value. None of it can because it, there's so many meanings behind why it works and why it says that stuff. Here's the bottom line: but when it's you're not magic. In, when you're in that's what I'm when saying. you're in a meeting. And you hear the sharing, yeah. you understand the context of it at that point. Yes. But but when I hear things out of context, I don't know. Is he saying he's an addict? Is he active? Like there's no context to it. But the sp when the spirit's there, it I have no question. I'm like, oh, that I know what he's saying yeah. when he says one versus when someone else says it. Like you know, yeah. like or that may not. And so what I'm getting at, though, this talk I just listened to kind of opened my eyes. Is like 
taking away from the mysticism of the atonement, right? It's a sh- and, and I listened to President Nielsen's talk. He gave a few um, conferences back before he was a prophet. He said um, something around the lines like, the atonement's not magic. Like, this is not magic. These are, this is a formula that when we do so, he then can act upon the laws that are already of, of the nature of God, right? The laws that govern the world and the planets and the elements. We are an element. Mm-hmm. We came from dust. That's why he can control us when we allow him yeah, and submit our will, right? Yeah. Skelton said that. So I used to think, you know, I would even say this. I don't know why it works, but it works. No, mm-hmm. now I know why. Like, I'm like, I've been it blind. This is law. This is yeah. divine. We know we're accessing the atonement. Mm-hmm. AA, they were accessing um, um, freedom, freedom of oneself, which is part of it. But we have the church has adopted it to so you're at, so when if you're a member listening and you're like well I don't you know, I don't like the we've interviewed doctors that say well I don't like it because right. that well I kind of get now what they're saying because if you believe in the atonement that's what this is though yeah, that's true there's yeah. not separate this is the atonement this is accessing there is nothing there's no two things about it this is not some formula that was made by man mm-hmm. this is God's laws that he influenced, just kind of like Wyclef was influenced before the Restoration, right? The Reformation happened mm-hmm. before the Restoration. Yeah. AA was the Reformation before the Restoration. Beautiful. Boom. All right. Okay, I have some uh, listener emails I want to read to you. Okay. We get, I, I'm really thankful for it. I, oh, I share them with you sometimes, um, and it, I always say it puts wind in our sails. Totally. Like, we're like, ah, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're... People are. We can see people are listening. Yeah. yeah. But like, are you, do you actually like it? Yeah. <laughs> is this is not our helping. Full, it's not our full job. If they so help like, him, then let's get out of here. When we get surf. tired at night or whatever. Because trust me, the surfboards are in our car right now. We're not surfing right now. Waves are firing because we're doing this. This yeah. is actually our middle of the day. This is the middle of the day. So if you sense some uh, more, a little more awakeness, it's because it's uh, one in the afternoon and not one in the morning. My cat is okay. going full force. Hey guys, I really appreciate your podcast. I battled sex addiction for years and finally got help through SAA. I think you meant SA. Um, but I didn't do it until I hit rock bottom. Um, some things are still not super smooth. And he said, but recently I was listening to an episode and I heard Jay say something along the lines that he felt ruined, that he ruined all his potential. I feel the same way right now. What would you say to him? So he feels that he's ruined all his potential. Yeah, I, I mean... Is that a common there feeling was, with that those was, that was, uh, new recovery? For sure. I was, I was talking to a guy last night after a meeting, same thing, and um, I really felt that way. It wasn't a woe of me. I got my wife back. I had my kids back at this point. I was going. I was sober for six, eight months, and I felt that way still. And uh, But I felt that way because I still, for me, I look back. Like you, Now you have retrospect, so you can look back. But at the time, it was a real thing, man. I really believe that. Like If you couldn't have convinced me that I had spiritual, like, potential, potential still. It was like, hey, the Jay. best for you is just to stay sober the rest of your life and, and, and work a de- decent living. You know, like, provide for your family, that's it. In fact, Xander and my wife had to convince me to take different job opportunities because I still didn't believe that I was worthy of anything at that point of good and, and, or capable. Not even worthy was even capable, too. So there's, there's two elements there. Yeah, you're feeling fried. Even if it's sex addiction, you're still feeling fried because of what it does to your spirit. Your brain's not working the right way. Right? you got all these chemicals going on in your brain. You come off drugs, it's even 10 times worse. And, and, then, and so you're feeling shame on a temporal side or physical side as well as a spiritual side. So my, my, my advice would be to that person is that in order to get that back, I could have got it back sooner if I would have surrendered to the fullness of God's commandments and covenants. I 
surrendered to the steps, which are principles of the gospel. They're not covenants. They're not commandments. Okay, really, really honesty and stuff, these are, these are principles of the gospel, right? When you teach the lessons, the things that if you break down these 12 steps, there's those one-word analogies there, those are more principles of the gospel. They bring the light of Christ, so it's a longer process like it was for me. So over years, I start to gain it back through momentum. But realistically, in the last however many days that I've decided to, to actually follow now covenants and commandments versus just living principles, the Spirit has come full force. I've read my patriarchal blessing, and, and the words actually mean something. It's one thing to read it and go, well, that was the old me, right? Like this person's probably feeling. Um, you can get those feelings back immediately is what I'm saying as soon as you not just strive to live principles but to live the covenants and to understand what you're really covenanting with and who. That whole sucker and the law thing. I mean, we got to put that talk up on, on the thing, the, the, actually the yeah. atonement from Cleon Skousen. Because, uh, but I wish I would have, I wish someone would explain that to me. I mean, would you have been receptive to it? Uh, yeah, I was, okay. I, I was like, but, but everything happens in God, it's perfect yeah, timing. So, but I'm saying now, retrospect, five and a half years later, what I realized there's a difference between living gospel principles and covenants and commandments. So, so this guy, I won't mention your name. Um, when I hope that helps, I hope that helps. Um, when I see, because. Again, we're not experts. We're not. Yeah, we're just sharing our experience. But, but yeah. I have seen so many come in w- feeling the same way you have, and and now I see them a year, two, three, four years later. How much help they have for other people, and so now when someone c- comes in and I know that they feel the same way as you do, listener, I just fast forward mine. I'm like, oh, when when he or she gets sobriety, and when they're ready there are so many people that are going to benefit from what you had to go through for them. And you're going to share your experience. The, and, we, yeah. and, and, and some of them, you, they may lose their wife. You may, you may lose your job. Like that, that's just a well, matter of scholarship. fact. I didn't graduate BYU. Like you, I could have, but you, I didn't go you back. You're going to get that back. Yep. But you're going to help some, one, two, 10, 20 other people not fall into that. Yeah. You're going to help them before what? they get down the path that you did. Yeah, and that's the gospel, right? I would like, say, well, and uh, anyone's been warned, we have to warn our neighbor. So, in essence, what Brad's saying right now is, you're participating in literally the in a smaller scale, but on the same type principle as what the Savior did. He came down here and was a God of perfection, but he had to experience the flesh, the temptations, then have the opportunity to choose, which he chose right, but almost didn't. I mean, not say almost didn't, but he thought about it and he asked for another way. And then at the final end, as Skousen says in that talk, he then, you know, it, what I'm getting at is you're doing what we're, we're put here to do. See the, the, see, the adversary in Satan, it's like he uses the temptation to get you there, but then once he gets you there, he leaves you because reality is this is why we're here is to experience life. And sometimes some of us have gotten ourselves so caught up in life that that uh, it seems impossible to break the, the chains of addiction, like what we're talking about. But by doing, by so doing, you are then going to be able to succor those who are in the same thing, which is exactly what the what Satan, I mean, what what Jesus Christ did. He came down here, experience. That is the atonement. He could not succor us. That is what we're told in the scriptures. In all the old revelations that were given to Joseph Smith all the way up until now, the ability to succor came from the Garden of Gethsemane. Not from his life living good principles, because he went there and actually 
felt what we all feel and took temptation on himself, had the opportunity to give up and still didn't and kept going forward. If you don't give up in your 12-step process, you will then be able to, you, like we've said before, like you're saying, the, the amount of, I, there's, I couldn't have suckered someone if I hadn't gone through it myself. There's no way. I could tell you correct principles, right. but there's no way I can. Well, that's why so many times I'm, people share with me, I'm like, you need to talk to so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just feel like that, I'm yeah. a director. Like, yes. I, yeah. Um, all right. Yes. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I have two more. This one, uh, we might have to dissect quite a few of this. Okay. Uh, Brad and Jay, this is my experience with ARP meetings. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to read it, and then we'll hit each one. Um, we, so um, we talk a lot about our ARP meetings and how I, we think they should be run. Um, yeah. And um, we've had many people say they wish theirs was ran like ours. Yes. I think we follow exactly the what, way it's supposed to, the way yeah. it's supposed to yeah. according to the manuals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some cultural things that I think we do different yeah. that we've adopted from AA, from, AA for sure. from existing meetings and not a Sunday school class. Because yeah. all of our other experience in the church is from Gospel Doctrine, Doctrine Principle, Edwards Quorum. Yeah. And we, so it's natural that they're being taught natural that way. to be done that way. So I'll just put that out there. Okay. So this is him describing his local meeting. We introduce ourselves. We have an opening prayer. The missionary couple introduces the steps. Uh, it's usually three or four steps ahead of me. And we take turns reading the paragraph. There is no discussion whatsoever on the principle discussed, though I have a dozen questions. We jump right into sharing portion of the meeting with strict orders not to comment while other addicts are speaking. That's called crosstalk. Yeah. Um, we each tell our sad little story, though we heard it all beforehand, and then we have a closing prayer. I have no idea what people's addictions are, how long they've been sober, or if they have done the 12 steps, and what number they are on. We have a sponsor, but no information. If this is what recovery is, I might as well stay home. What should I do? This is my third different meeting. Sad. I hear that, and I feel bummed, because obviously that's obvious, not how it's supposed to be, but there are some principles that are. But part um, of it sharing, is, yeah, the, the, let's go through the first couple ones. Opening prayer, check, we do that. We introduce ourselves by our first name only. Yep. Um, and then that's the optional time where people introduce and say, I say, my name's Brad. Jay says, Jay, I'm an addict. Yep, yep. We have other people say, I'm Frank. I'm an alcoholic. Or they just say their name. Or, or I'm whatever, just Frank. they're not there yet. Or I'm Suze. I'm not naming any real names. Yeah. Um, I'm a pornography addict. I'm an addict. Like, it's the whole gamut. Yeah. Um, so it's I, w- And then he goes into, like, the reading the step and the crosstalk. And I remember now, because here, here's the thing. When you're in desperation mode, which is where someone is in the beginning of the program, right? When they're newly to, like, I want recovery, but I don't have He's it. He's coming to receive. He's not- coming to receive. Yeah. So, like, you want... There's a temptation in his mind, and I understand this, to go there and just be taught. Because you're like, man, this is... Just, just tell me what I need to do. But we all know that... If if we listen to man's words, we probably none of us would be where we are because we've all had the warnings. But there is a special thing that happens when we just read correct principles, which reading the step and then share because and without cross talking, the spirit is allowed to communicate, which is really the teacher. And I, but it may not. Where I'm saying it's sad is it may not be happening, like he's saying, because the shares are probably not. There's probably not a lot of recovery, meaning there's not a lot of members there that actually have recovery yet. If it sounds like they're all saying stab stories, because you shouldn't be telling a stab story if you have recovery. You should be saying, look at me. I'm freaking free. I'm free. Mm-hmm. And none of you are. If you're not, you need to do what I do. If not, then you're going to be sad the rest of your life. So so I'm just going to say uh, whatever your name is. Yeah. So 
there may those three meetings you went to, there may be no one with recovery there. Yeah. But if you're listening to our podcast, you can refer to Jay, and you can say, I don't have recovery, but I've heard this on, and, this and I know it it's possible because it, I think you have hope. You're attending a meeting. Totally. Like you have a, you believe that you can get recovery there. Yeah. But maybe they're in the same boat as you are, and not they don't have recovery yet. It hasn't stuck. It hasn't. They haven't started doing the steps. And if they're not talking about the steps, that's probably because I one of uh, I've been to a meetings mm-hmm. that they were doing the same thing where everyone bore their testimony. Oh yeah, it's not a like, testimony meeting. Uh, the steps, I really like the steps, but they did not share what step there because it specifically says. And so, share the step if you have a facilitator, around. your facilitator should be in recovery. Yes. And I would bring these things up to your facilitator. In fact, if you're listening to this, just send this link to this podcast to your facilitator mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen to this and let's talk. Number one, so your facilitator should be in recovery. And if you don't have facilitator recovery. And what does that mean in recovery? They yeah. should have six months of sobriety and have done all 12 of the steps. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Because that's the person who starts the sharing and says, your sharing should be on this step, the one we're talking about, or the step in which you're currently working on. And if you're a facilitator, you've already worked on them all, so you're just share, you're sharing. The facilitator's job is to start off the meeting talking about not as... You can share your past stories in order to relate if there's a newcomer, but they should be focusing on that step in order to influence the rest of the shares to stay on because, where you're at. Because you time. stop. You'd say, hey, let's keep our shares on the recovery. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the role of facilitator is to bring that back in. Yes. And not someone, not to, like, because we've had we've had those moments, and some people are broken. they got to get it all out yes. their first time. And I did that. I've done my cry shares, you know, about my third or fourth meeting. I finally broke down. You know, I wasn't complaining anymore. I just broke down crying and said, you know, I'm broken. I finally just said it out loud, and that was so freeing to say. But... For the most part, if it's repeatedly happening every week, I've seen that where they're always talking. There's a step that talks about this. They're always talking about the problem and not the solution. That's because the problem has them. And it, is, it would be challenging if, if you know, but this is, where, this is where you can become that person. You know, like you've got to look at it. If you've noticed this and you're, you notice it so much that you listen to this podcast and then write us about it, then, in my opinion, you're being influenced by the Lord to, to be that person. To, to You obviously recognize it's not what you're hearing on this podcast and what it could be. So take that upon yourself to change it. Take that upon yourself to make it that. Say, listen, like you said, I've heard this podcast and I, I've, I've heard that there are other means and this is how they do it. Talk to the missionaries. And if they don't want, you know, if people don't want to change and listen, that's one thing. But if, uh, you know, if you speak from the heart... I mean, you've helped me realize this. Like, influ- you can influence a lot of people just by the way you live and how, and how you act. And, I mean, I think we've seen in South Orange County alone hundreds of people that are following, you know, generations that they don't even know about. They don't even know about. You know, we had someone come to our meeting that had never seen our meeting, but he was one of the original members of the meeting I went to. And right, for him yeah. to see that, right? So, but that all comes yeah. from these influences. Yeah, his sharing five years ago influenced the 35 people in that room and he didn't realize that probably till he 35 times four there's four yeah. three new meetings oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so and the hundreds that have come and just bailed right. so realistically you right now whoever you are that you know if you're listening to this podcast regularly and you wrote that comment you can be that one for, for you're asking questions and we all know who yeah. asked questions and got revelation and then changed the world so, you know, you can do that in your own little sphere. So when you say, if that's what recovery is like, I might stay home. Well, then that's, that's not, so not the mentality. Number two, another thing I'd recommend is, the attic mentality. is what are you sharing? Because this would be a great share. Yeah. I, if you just huge. said, you know what? I'm struggling with this. I'm on step. This. Whatever. 
here's what I'm doing on this step. And, and if you did, if you were the first person to share and you said, and I would love, what I need to hear tonight is what step you're working on. And I've heard people do that. I've heard people <laughs> come and say, I'm even older, like me and Xander, say, I need, Xander, I've heard say this in the last five years, I need to take from you guys. I need to hear yeah. uplifted stuff. So I need to know what, so my recommendation, your next meeting, hi, my name is, whatever your name is, and I'm a blank, I self-identify how you feel. This is the step I'm working on. Yep. And share what your experience is with working that step. And then you say, and what I really need to hear tonight is from you what step you're working on and how you're doing on that step. And then because I think I can gain a lot of support from that because I know from listening to, I don't, you don't need to plug our podcast, but yeah. I've listened, I've heard plenty of other addicts recovery yes. in the addiction recovery program. And this is where they get a lot of strength from. Thank you. Yeah. And then pass it on to the next person. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how, listen, man. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you, your voice need, will kickstart. Yeah. Like, look, be surprised don't, don't assume you. everyone there's an expert and they're just holding out from you. No, they're not. Uh, yes. Because when I read that, that's what I hear is, and I, I, I see, we, we sympathize where you're coming from. However, don't have that addict mentality to think you're trying to take. I, I need, I need, I need. You can start from day one, even when you're brand new in recovery, giving back. And you're obviously at a level where you've already recognized that things aren't how they should be. So that means you you have you have more understanding of this how than than most. So what we're saying is get back, go in there and plug in it, and you'd be surprised how people follow in a good way. I mean, it's not a bad thing to follow in this sense. I mean, literally hundreds of people from from a group of seven, you know, seven people. Seven people in a local meeting that were meeting for seven years, and then all of a sudden, a couple young guys go there and have this mentality to go share it. And now, hundreds of people in three different meetings were started, and this podcast. So, you can do the same. Boom. Okay. Hope that helps, brother. Yep. Uh, keep us Good posted. Good questions. Good questions. Uh, one more. One more. Um, hey guys, really love the podcast. I was really mode. It really. It has really motivated me to start speaking out and telling my story as a serial pornography addict. It also made me realize that my next step is to kickstart ARP meetings in my area. I would love to have a chance to speak with you guys and a welcome opportunity to come. Uh, oh, he wants to come on Ask the Addict. Hey, we got to get you on, brother. Yeah. Um, so what would... Uh, I give, we give you some suggestion on how to kickstart your ARP meeting. <laughs> just, for the la- just did, yeah. For the last one. Um, and I do, I do Lee, get Lee. the big sense. Like if I didn't have you, Jay, mm-hmm. if I was like, Hey, brother Barbara, we'd like you to, uh, yeah, we, we need you to, to start our ARP. And I'd be like, okay, addiction. I have the manual and then I have the instructions and all my experience would be, well, those good Sunday school classes I went to when I felt the spirit you were for like sure this. You would have done that. You would have just and, learned as much you could and gone and taught it. And I would have taught it you the way up on it. where I had good meetings that helped me. Yeah. Like, um, which would be a lessing setting, like Elder's Quorum or something. Yes, yes, I'd be like, the... the Let's the, go to this scripture. Let's go to here. Let's go to this yeah. talk. And, and I want to comment, like, oh, that's really good what you said. Let me add some more to what you yes. said, as opposed to just letting the spirit work the room. Um, so what I did was went to many ARP meetings and AA. Investigated. I, I went. I was an investigator. I went to the Canyon Club in Laguna Beach. This is, for, for you who <laughs> don't know, that like this is one of the like most... Uh, well sought out AA NA type meetings here in South Orange in Orange County in California. I think it's I think it's kind of big. It's, it's in Laguna big Beach. Mound. It's on Laguna Canyon Road. They they've got a bu- big building that's be- dedicated big donor, to it. Yeah, this is multiple this is big. rooms in it. Yeah, there's eight. There's twelve. Everyone talks every about day. this place. 
Yeah. So there's there's like. By the veterans. way, you've been there. I've never been there. <laughs> I've never been. Dude, trust, I've been to one A meeting. How uncomfortable life. I feel. I roll I up there and I'm like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I've never well, been. It's like me going to a I'm biker a... bar or something like on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I'm, but I roll in. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, people say what I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah. I want to learn. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, yeah, I'm in my church. Are we doing twelve step meeting? Like, brother. All right, sit here. Listen right. to this. Like, listen, just yeah. open book. Let there, show everyone you. to help. And I was like, this is awesome. Uh, Which went, shows there shows that th- this is what I'm getting at because I was talking to a, a, GS, a GM in my field, right, uh, uh, sales, and he was saying what people don't have in dealerships is they don't have a process. You should be able, in order to grow, you need to have something so dialed in that it's 100% replicatable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Repl- you can, we know that from sales and business. This is what AA has done. So that's yes. why when you rolled up, they didn't go, oh, well, that's a good question. How do I replicate? And yeah. they didn't go, well, let me get back you, to you in a you month. You need to talk to email. Frank. Yeah, you talk to no, Frank. Anyone in that place could tell me. Everyone could tell you <laughs> what you need to do. In, in, in most, any guys who've been going to AA or girls for a year would be able to say, this is exactly what you need to do and because yeah. it's replicatable. But no, as they said is, watch. It's a formula. Watch. Yeah, watch. Here's what happens. Yeah. But it's and a formula, too, though, formula, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So we kind of just walked through that with the last brother's question. Um, and I think the biggest Kickstarter is someone like you. It's in recovery, yeah. sharing your story with the steps and encourage others, say what James Kennedy did to you. Do yep. the steps. Yeah. Do the steps. Do the steps. Nothing else. Like, he, I mean, he would never hit. He would never hit. Uh, I mean, he just felt when you're new in recovery, that's the only thing that's going to save you. Like, that's it. That's it. Like you have to do. You have to do those those initiative one through nine steps as soon as possible. Or you, or every day you're gambling with your your future life. And then the, if or, you, or that lack thereof. Sounds like you got some recovery. Uh, if you're not sponsoring people, get sponsoring. So you got a ton of questions. So we can get you on the podcast. Uh, we'll reach out to you. Oh, that'd be huge. And uh, we can go dive more in depth. You with can that. build it. That's the key. Brad showed me that. Brad showed me that that is 100% possible. It, and because you really did remember I was still at that moment where like yeah I think I could like I think I can lead that but the, now I realize like all I did was just be me and I was being real like I wasn't always at the most spiritual heights over those the last three years but what has come from it the Lord took care once again took the little I could offer and he magnified it by ten and that's why you've seen the tenfold come right uh, the willingness yeah it's, it, That's all you it amazes me, and it's not like it's not. But it shouldn't. It's bigger it's like, than me. It's, it's bigger than us. hundred percent. So you gotta have faith in that. That um, what you're doing is this is not this is not you're not starting a business here like with with all sorts of liabilities here and risk. This is there is the only risk is you not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> really, right? Like yeah. I mean, if you do it, the Lord. This is you don't. This is His. We're told, this is His one work and His glory is to bring us to immortality. Then I'm telling you what, you're plugging in now to the most powerful being in the planet, and they're obviously in existence. And so, you, trust me, you just show up, he'll take care of the rest. Every meeting, we were so little in faith that we go, well, I wonder if anyone's going to be there. Of course they were, and they were every time. Yeah, the last thing I'd say to both of you or anyone listening is some of the most effective time is the mingling after a meeting. The after because party. That's, the that's after someone party. Said. Someone said to you, yeah. We, we gave a blessing because, last night. Because I do, we do have some people come in and like they're in and as soon as it, amen, they bounce the door. run. And what I and you try to do is as soon as amen, I'm up and I'm going to try to go talk to those yeah. people because I, I know how it felt to go to a meeting the first time. I was scared to death. And if, what if, if someone going to ask me? If you hang out, if you hang out afterwards, you get answers. That's how I can yeah. tell if someone's really willing. Because if they're complaining in their share that they're not having recovery, but then they bounce after, I go, "Well, you're obviously not wanting." Because the ones who want it that don't have it stick around and go, "Hey, though they have no, they're yeah. at this point they're already like broke, so they're like, hey, I, I don't know what I'm doing.' I right want now. what you have. I've, I've heard, I've had so many people yes. say, like, "How do I get? How do I get that? 
Yeah. And then you're all like, all right, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You open up, you open up the book, you're like, read step Simple one. formula, right? Fill this stuff out. Here's my cell phone number. You're going to call me when you're done. Yeah. And when you read it, and, and they'll go, okay, and then they want to like complicate it. Nope, it's not that complicated. This is all you got to do. You do that first step, we'll go from there. And then but we'll until you do it, I just know I'm, I'm not going to baby you or coddle you. That's not how it works. Like if you're broken, if you have the broken heart, you have the contrite spirit, you have the humility, and you're going to work a little bit. The Lord will take care of the rest. But if you don't, don't, don't worry about the four and five, the confession, the don't list. Worry about no, no, any no, don't do step, step one. Do whatever step you are Here, on. Here's another thing that I love the beauty of the program that I hit me last couple of weeks was um, the the major role of a sponsor over a bishop or your group leader for that matter who may have a state calling. Right, me is you can call someone's BS and and it's kind of like our calling. And, and you say as a sponsor, and, it's your co- and job. I think I've heard you say. I am not representing the church. I'm not representing your bishop. This is me, Jay Merrifield, an addict recovery, telling you you're full of crap. Yeah. Because that's what I think. Because that's what I was. Yeah. And you're very direct. You can be very direct. And do my wa- and, and what you would say <laughs> if a bishop said, said that same would, thing, oh, man. or if a high be, counselor said that, or their elders' corn president said that, they'd be the like, "Oh, well, the, the church, church is such a jerk. That my bishop this." My. But when 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 these guys know or girls know that the person, the sponsor, has been through it, and they, because they've already seen that. They're, they're the, what are you going to call BS on someone who you know has been there? That'd be like someone, a guy in a wheelchair telling you to have, um, to have be optimistic. <laughs> and, you, and you go, well, you don't get it, but you're on two feet, right? Yeah. So, so look at it that way. Like, you know, so uh, my wife sometimes listens to my calls. You know, she doesn't listen to what they're saying, but here's what I'm saying. And she's just, when I hang up, she's like, are you, she's like, you're a, like that person's going to jump off a cliff. And I'm like, no, they're not. And, and if they do, it'll be, now at least there's only two options. Like, they're either going to change their life and submit because there's no more BS in the room. As long as there's BS, an addict who's suffering like I was will capitalize on the justifications and the excuses and the rationalization. It has, they have to be flushed. And, and I, you didn't have more than me, I trust me. You know, that's why I tell people, you did not have more excuses. You're not a better salesman than me. Trust me. I was yeah. selling everyone and myself until I couldn't. And then I had to listen. So that's that's a critical role of that facilitator yeah. in, who's in recovery. Yeah, facilitators and sponsors, you got to be that because someone came up to me last night who's the group leader at our local meeting, and he said, he said, I'm no longer an enabler, and he was proud to say it because we had this talk because mm. he was starting to sponsor people, and he felt like he was trying to be Tony Robbins, and it wasn't working. <laughs> and I said, listen, trust me, I'm more like Tony Robbins than most, but I, still, I couldn't do it either. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're just going to get tired. And you're going to get sick, and you're going to be bummed, and you're going to you're still taking the pain on you. Carry the message, not the person. If you if you don't have recovery yet, you carry the person to the message. That's what it says uh, in the new pair of glasses. That's a great book. Like it, yeah. All right, we are just over an hour. My kid is texting me saying, "When are we going surfing?" Oh, we're out of here. Uh, so we're, we're out of gonna here. Wrap love this you. up. Uh, we got to go get our. This drops this weekend. Um, I just renewed our SoundCloud account. Boom. <laughs> so uh, we haven't lost any episodes. All right. That's why we're a little late. Um, so on that, if you are inclined and you enjoy our podcast, there's a link. Usually in the show notes, definitely on our website, 12stepstochange.com, that says donate. If you want to throw down a buck a month, if it's worth that much to you, uh, there's other options there as well. But at least it shows us your your thankfulness. A uh, buck a month, I think, is doable for some. Um, but that helps, and it reminds me as I throw down my personal credit card for our, our every few months for what we're 
the hosting and all that jazz. Oh, 100%. So we thank you. Brett, it's Brett, helpful to Brett us. runs two full businesses and does a lot of stuff, and, <laughs> and, and he does everything else here, too. So anyways. Yeah, but you look good. I do look good. I don't know if I sound good. <laughs> I wish we recorded last two weeks because I had the most gnarly bronchitis with the most manly man voice last two weeks. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you were But hurt. now I'm back to my nasally, probably yeah. uh, whiny self. But okay, that's it. We're done. Late. Give him a